So I had my first gig at an old folks' home today, and it was pretty interesting. I was definitely crossing some barriers of race and class, and certainly age, that I don't usually cross, and I learned a lot in the process. So I work for an agency, a nonprofit that places musicians at hospitals and nursing homes and hospices and other places to do performances as well as uh, walking through bed to bed. And this one was a performance for about 100 people in a relatively large room that had a PA system. So I was pleasantly surprised to find that everyone could hear me. But I couldn't really hear everyone because they were all spread out at these tables. And the table that was the most interested in singing with me was actually all the way at the back. And um, so I had this persistent problem, which was that it felt like everyone was really loving what I was doing, and everyone was singing with me when I asked and clapping with me when I asked, um, but I didn't really have a whole lot of information about who the people were and what they were saying and singing, because I couldn't see them too well, and I couldn't hear them too well. Um, so it's one of those performance situations where you have to let a combination of confidence and trust and experience guide you through and even though what you're hearing is mostly the sound of your own voice, you get the sense from the little bits and pieces of, uh, of, uh, that you can hear and that you can see in the room that people, of what people are looking for and how to give them more of it. So I found myself with a steep learning curve. I, didn't, I forgot my music stand at home, and it turns out gigging musicians don't ever do that. <laughs> because if you don't know the words and you don't have anything to put the piece of paper you have the words on, then you're in some trouble and you're going to have to make things up. And I guess perhaps I could have risen to that occasion a little bit more gracefully, but luckily the staff um, at the nursing home noticed that and brought me over this kind of wheelie cart that I put the music on that ended up doing quite a good job. So... Um, so I guess I would put the songs I sang into three categories. One was songs that were just sure-fire shots that everyone knew. People in their late 50s, people in their 60s and 70s, even people in their 80s. And in that category, I would put... Um, bum, 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 bum. I don't like you. I love you. you. You've really got a hold on me. That's a very, very crowd-pleasing song. Um, what would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? People definitely seemed to perk up at that song, and then they started requesting Hey Jude and The Long and Winding Road, making me want to dig back. <laughs> um, Let It Be was a real beautiful sing-along. And, uh, and then there were songs, there were other songs that... <clears throat> It seemed like if they reached for them, they could find. Like, I was actually really happy with what I ended up being able to do with an old Chuck Berry song, Memphis, Tennessee, which fit in with the theme of the, uh, with the, of the afternoon of music because it was in honor of Father's Day. And uh, this song, Memphis, Tennessee, is like a little bit of a tease and a trick. Yeah, I didn't have the words in front of me. Let me find the words. Long distance information, give me Memphis, Tennessee. Help me find the party, trying to get in touch with me. She could not leave a number, but I know who placed the call. 
Cause my uncle took the message and he wrote it on the wall. So at that point, it sounds like a really interesting bluesy standard love song. But once you get to the end, there's a little twist. Last time I saw Marie, she was waving me goodbye With hurry home drops on her cheek that trickled from her eye Marie is only six years old, information please Try to put me through to her in Memphis, Tennessee So you learn as a twist at the end that, that it's a love song to a daughter that has been separated from her father who's singing. And I thought that was a sweet, subtle Father's Day occasion. And likewise, I found that it was pretty easy to play a little sleight of hand with a song that I love very much, and that's sort of in people's ears, even if it's not necessarily a a standard sing-along. And that is, uh, No, I would not give you false hope on this strange and mournful day. But the mother and child reunion is only a motion away. But instead, for the Father's Day, I did. But the father and child reunion is only a motion away. And I felt really nice. Um, so it's good to know that even just a very one, change one word and the whole resonance of a song can shift and you can use it for something else. Um, and then I was gearing up to sing a Harry Belafonte song. I thought maybe Jamaica Farewell or the Banana Boat song, people would recognize that. And I told a little story about how I saw Harry Belafonte sing recently, that he was still alive and well and in Brooklyn and singing his heart out, and that it was at a Bobby McFerrin concert. And of course, I should have known that someone yelled out, sing that Bobby McFerrin song. So (laughs) I wasn't actually planning on it, but it seems to follow me wherever I go. So I did do a little Don't Worry, Be Happy, and and, uh, medleyed it into the Don't you worry about a thing. Cause every little thing is gonna be alright And I guess I could um, <laughs> I could do a Stevie Wonder in there next time Everybody's got a thing But some don't know how to handle it Etc. Um, so by the end I was sweating And I was a little It was funny I was really I'm happy with my voice And the way that I have formatted and domesticated and gotten familiar with all the different registers and volumes and tones that I can produce with my voice. I feel like it's pretty solid. Guitar playing, I guess I'm a little bit rustier, but I felt like I was doing an okay job of that. And then sometimes just not playing guitar and singing. Um, For instance, uh, it was really nice to discover that it was possible to do a completely a cappella version of an old standard by Benny King starting with bum, 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 and adding claps, and bum, 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 and I got them singing that, actually, enough of them singing that, that I could hear them, and then I started singing, when the night has come, bum, 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 and the land is dark, bum, Bum, and the moon, bum, is the only bum light we'll see, bum, 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 etc. And I impress myself by just on the spot being able to basically, I outline the bass and the, and the, the lead of that song. 
and found that actually it was sort of more, it was easier to just pay attention to them and to be in the room when I wasn't focusing on playing guitar. So next time I come back to this place, um, I, I notice that they have a wireless microphone that they use to address the seniors and give them food safety tips and tell them about the schedule. And I am wondering what it would be like to just kind of pull up Bobby McFerrin and grab that wireless mic and walk out into the center of this room instead of singing from the corner and just start talking with folks and then begin to sing a little bit and see what I can get them to sing and see how I can get them to be my rhythm section if I want to sing a song like Stand By Me and see how much I can sing to them in person without a rhythm instrument and, uh, and how that feels. So that would be a brave and somewhat uh, uncomfortable and courageous thing to do uh, that I hope I'll have a chance to do next time.